step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Recorded live at Studio 2 in Oxford, Mississippi, this is After Hours with RebelGrove.com. Today's episode is brought to you in part by the Oxford Exxon. The Oxford Exxon is located on Highway 6 West in Oxford and is your one-stop shop for all food, fueling, and beverage needs. Stop in today to try one of our lunch specials for $4.99. And don't forget to try the best barbecue ribs in town. And now, here are your hosts, Jeffrey Wright and Dylan Edwards. Yeah, let's do it. Monday evening, January 26th. Most of you will probably be listening to this on Tuesday. Jeffrey Wright joined as per usual by Dylan Edwards. Dylan, good day, my man. Back on a semi-regular schedule now. Yeah, I think it'll probably be, we'll probably be, we'll record these on Monday and then we'll record another episode on Thursday afternoon. So our prop spectacular on Thursday for the Super Bowl. Prop spectacular on Thursday. We probably get to get the spreadsheet out early. How many bets are we placing each? We need a big Excel sheet. Are we going to say like 20 minimum? That's probably fair. Have you done any research? I mean, you have to do the national anthem. You have to do the coin, coin flip, of yeah. course, obviously. Um, and at least like three or four on the halftime show. I'm now considering, uh, you know what I'm thinking about going heavy on? I mean, obviously we'll have an entire show on this, but right now I'm considering going heavy on uh, the first type of score because last year what was it like 2500 to one for safety for a safety yeah i don't that's not really i think it's kind of throwing money away to bet on safety (laughs) wasn't last year actually wasn't the the giants scored first on a safety too didn't they against the patriots second time i don't know if we scored first but our first points okay there was there was a safety i want to say at one point the score was like five to two or like five to three something like that um those games, though they had great finishes, those were sneaky bad games. Because it was a lot of sacks and a lot of... Eh. I mean, it was Tuck being unblockable. Tuck. He, he could have gotten the MVP in either game, and I would have been totally fine with it. Yeah, well, you could also have made the argument JPP on the second one, because he was damn near unblockable either. I don't know, what do we think about the matchup? I mean, it's probably the two most consistent teams all year. And it's when they're healthy. And it's certainly the two most insufferable fan bases. It's really weird. To, like this really is a Super Bowl of awful fan bases. Because Boston, for the most part, until this decade, didn't really do anything. But you'd never know it. Yeah, I, there's no like gratitude for being good now. I feel like a a city that now I will say this on both on both cities. We can crap on them all we want. The truth is, they are two, two, two of the greatest, and there aren't many anymore in, in, in the U.S. They're pure sports cities. Boston lives and dies by what the, 
what the Bruins. It's a less creepy. What the Celtics, Southern college football, Red thing. Sox. Yeah, they live and die by like Boston. Everyone in Boston, it's Pats, Celts, Bruins, Sox. Like they all live and die by what that. Like you don't live in Boston and pull for the you know the Yankees and what I. I it's it is and it's a city that does live and die by what happens to their sports teams. And the truth is, Seattle's the same way. And the 30 for 30 on the Red Sox comeback is really cool. Yeah, I mean, even though it happened against my team, um, I don't know. The thing about Pats fans that's remarkable, they want to win not because they want to win, but they want to win to give you shit. I kind of respect that. Like, they, they care less... They care less about the celebration and more about giving you shit. Like, that is what their entire existence is based upon. And, well, that and the duck tours. Whereas at least Seattle, I don't feel like there's that element of it. Seattle's kind of different. Seattle is obnoxious about the 12th man thing. There's no getting around that. That's They had it sewn in their jerseys. It's just... It's obnoxious. You you pay for it. It's not yours. It's obnoxious, but at no point do I feel like... I would much rather my team lose to the Seahawks than lose to the Niners. Because I feel like the Niners are the ultimate. They're, they're the West Coast version of just give you shit. And they have that inflated sense of self. Yeah, they do have that, well, we won Super Bowls before, so we're the best. Right. They have that. We they, haven't really done anything in a while, but we're still the best. Very Texas-y. Very Michigan-y. Yes. Yes. Very, very much so. Um, so we'll, we'll do our big prop spectacular on... Our Thursday episode, which will air Friday. What are we doing? Are we watching it here? Whatever. I'm good for whatever. Yeah. I'll probably be. I've got the best TV. So we'll be doing that. Um, as we start off, so last night the Pro Bowl was on. I didn't watch a play. I did bet on it. I took the over just because you had to put something on it. You know, I'm, I'm a man of. Might as well be fine. I'm a man of principle. You should have bet on the team with your player on it. Yeah, with OBJ. Yeah, but then I didn't want to get in. I didn't. Last year, this is what happened to me. I got sucked into watching it. I'm sorry. And so that's what I, I remember purposefully choosing the over so that that way I wouldn't have to get sucked into watching And then you saw they put Andy Dalton in and you were like, well, that's it. I think they only needed one more score. And Andy Dalton just. God, can you believe he was in that game? Well, he was like the seventh alternative. Yeah, but how, how did Eli not get in that? Eli's numbers were better. Eli statistically had one of his best years. If you take out that San Francisco game where he throws five picks, his numbers were incredible. And really, it's, as you said, if you take out his first two games where they had no idea what the hell was going on. The first two games in San Francisco, he was really, really good. Yeah. Other than that, I mean, he, he had one of the, the best quarterback ratings and whatnot. And that was with the first few games, he had no weapon whatsoever. No weapon. I mean, he doesn't. And it comes out today that his best weapon had a torn hamstring all year, so I can't wait to see what that looks like healthy. Um, That's not fair. We're, but we're all made equal. Yeah, no, everyone's the same. Well, it really does make you wonder, though, how the hell was he covered in college? I guess because... Zach Mettenberger did a good job of throwing him covered. And it does show there is a little bit of an advantage defensively in college football when you can you can still put your hands on guys five yards down the field, after five yards. 
Well, and no NFL team. They all have the hubris that we're not going to triple coverage this guy like a college defense will. Right, whereas a college team sits there and goes, anybody but him beat us. Um, Which they had in Landry, too. You think? And Jeremy Hill. How did that team lose games? <laughs> Zach Mettenberger. God, he really must suck. Um, so I did not want to watch the Pro Bowl. And I'm trying to think. I did, I did watch 60 Minutes. Um, they, they were very, they did the Republic, they interviewed the Republican leadership afterwards and, uh, it was very antagonistic. Uh, then they had the Cleveland chief of police on wildly fascinating. Uh, if you get a chance to watch that, because he's, he's basically trying to reinvent a police department that apparently was pretty corrupt. Um, and then they had the special on Lee Na. So then I decided, eh, felt like a Mexican food kind of night. Yesterday was definitely a no shower Sunday. So we're now, we're, we've now, uh, we're two consecutive no shower Sundays where I ate, uh, on last week's no shower Sunday, I ate hot wings and pizza. Yesterday, I ate Popeyes and Mexican food. So Popeyes and Mexican food. Right. Popeyes was for lunch and then Mexican food was. You were just sweating charisma. <laughs> sweating charisma. Have you ever had that moment where you just you are just disgusted with yourself? It's like I've really just sat at home all day, done nothing, and, and eat terrible food. Well, the best part was even when I left to, like, because I had to go pick up the food. I didn't even consider showering. Like, it'll be fine. Well, why would you? At that point, it's like I'm like, well, it's already seven. What's the point? That's just wasting water. I saw that thing on the polar bears. Apparently, we're wasting more, and so we're killing more polar bears. So You don't want to kill polar bears. I don't bears. want to cure polar bear, kill polar bears. So I decided I was going to do another no-shower Sunday. It's pretty pathetic. Um, so I come back, and uh, somebody texted me, why aren't you watching Miss Universe? That's your thing. And it was one of those ones where I had that inner monologue myself. I'm like, do I really want to watch this? Because it is going to piss me off. Like, 100% going to piss me off. Well, it seems like you fell head over heels in love in your time. Though. Well, I did. <laughs> We've established uh, if the Ukraine wasn't one of the top, like, 10 shittiest places in Europe, it's right up my alley. Because every single chick that I'm like, she is so hot, usually has some Ukrainian in her. And, you know. I Was, was the violinist? Yes, she was originally from the Ukraine. Um, Petty Shack or whatever. Whatever. Um, she's not gotten back to me on Twitter yet. Um, I'm sure she, she, I mean, she's it's a, getting back. The time, the time difference. It's it's that's that's she's that's probably legitimate. just really nervous. She doesn't know what to say. Yeah, no, I, I completely understand too. Um, Although so, any place where Russia is vastly superior, you don't want to live there. Not a good start. Not not a not a good one. Um, so overall, this you can tell this is the this is not the. Miss America version. This is the Miss USA version. Because the Miss America version, you kind of have to... You have to be more put together. Like, can read, pretty much. This is really... This bathing is, suit, good. Let's go. This is Trump. This is Trump doing what Trump does best, which is... Yes, it's just straight hot chicks. And that's what, he, that's what you want to see in the story. So... It, He's not wrong. He's not wrong. And I do uh, I appreciate his non-apologetic manner for it. It's what are you going to do? So my only problem though is 
okay, if you're going to do that, why do they do the question segments? And by the way, these aren't just for your just for our amusement. Is it to make us feel better? Because like when you sit there, it's it's what I said. The most depressing realization ever is that I look up at Miss Ukraine and I realize there's some guy out there that was tired of banging her. Like that was there's some guy out there that was like, yeah, no, I'm good. And I'm just sitting there. I'm like, wow. And then so you do that with about 50 other ones. Um, Miss Australia caused some some issues on Twitter. El Prez from Barstool claimed she was overrated. I think that was maybe the dumbest thing I've ever read in my entire life. She was super hot. In fact, the biggest upset in American history since we beat the British in 1776 or whatever. What do we win? 1950 World Cup's up there, too. Yeah, but ever since we won the Revolutionary War, the biggest upset ever was the Miss, Miss USA beating, taking down Miss Australia for like one of the final spots. Massive upset. Huge, huge upset. So the whole night's, it's okay. I mean, it's like you and I have talked about. Pornhub really did change the game for the beauty contest. Once... Once we added penetration into the mix at the at the click of a mouse, a lot of this lost its luster. Same thing with, same thing with the Victoria's Secret fashion show. Although, uh, speaking of the fashion show, how about that pic of Taylor Swift from over the weekend in Maui? That was sad, wasn't it? Are you, are you okay? Are you, are you over that yet? Uh, I'm now. I'm now embrace the hate. Okay. I, I'm. I. You know what? She has. She took everything and spat it right back in my face. And you know what? I said, bring it on. That was well-deserved. I'm now all in. I'm all in on her. That was really hot. She was model hot. This is what you and I realized when we were watching the Victoria's Secret fashion. She's standing next to people that their entire existence is being hot, and she was hotter than most of them. But it just happened so quickly. We didn't see it coming. Again, it all started with a tasteful boob job. Very tasteful, because it's one of those ones that she did not go too big. All she went was... Eh, maybe she's just wearing a padded bra. Wait, people said Miss Australia was overrated. Yes, El Prez overrated. And from I don't know. And you threw in the accent. I think he was doing that move where he just wanted to cause a shitstorm. Because she's not overrated. She no. was so hot. I don't really know what I could rate her to make her overrated. I think Australia collectively is number two behind the Ukraine for me because because of the accent too. Accent and also they they have a high portion of. Cool chicks that are super hot. Well, I'm assuming there's a lot of sun. A lot of sun. It's what what we've always said. The theory of when everyone's asking, like, well, what's is it really like that at Pepperdine where every chick's hot? Pound for pound, just pure attractiveness. The women at Ole Miss are more attractive. But the difference is when you're in California, you have no choice but to be as in shape as possible. Like, it's just you you have no choice. You're in a environment where you physically have to look your absolute best now some heroes take that notion and spit on its face sit there and say i'll raise you i'll put on an extra 25 pounds in between junior and senior year and i'll I'll see you and i'll raise you and uh senior year was still a lot of fun so it's one of these one of these deals where i think australia has it has that culture environment where everybody's just kind of cool and there's 
I don't feel like it's quite as competitive here on the the douchebag scale for dudes, and I don't feel like it's quite as cunty for chicks because that's all I keep th- I kept thinking about. It's like they all hate each other, right? Even though the only advantage they had last night was, for the most part, none of them spoke the same language. I did love after like a screenshot when they were rolling the credits of Ukraine just with an absolute killer look on her face. Like she was oh. going to murder someone. And if I told you she probably had Russian mob ties or anything, any ties to contract killing, I don't think you would have a f- valid case against her. It's like, maybe not, but probably. All right, so we re- we're going to get to the actual question and answer format. And I'm going to be honest with you. It did somewhat redeem American hot chicks to an extent because, you know, my argument had always been, Anytime you saw a really cool, smart, hot chick, I get, well, she's not from America because most American chicks just look in the mirror at 13 and when they realize they're hot, they're like, fuck it. I'm not doing anything. Like, I'm never learning again. All of my entire existence is going to be based on being hot. Well, last night proved that there are those girls everywhere around the globe, even in countries where there are people like there's no GDP. Their GDP is like zero. There's still that mentality. So first, we start off with Miss USA's final question. And let me tell you what. She did not disappoint. All right, judge number one, Manny Pacquiao, your question, please. If you were given 30 seconds to deliver a message to a global terrorist, what would you say? Given 30 seconds to give a message to the global terrorists. Is that what you said? Okay. Um, I would just say that, you know, I know as Miss USA, I can always spread a message of hope and love and peace. And so I would do my very best to spread that message to them and everyone else in the world. Okay, a couple things. Top five worst answer you could possibly ever give. Basically, the premise of her argument is I'm Miss USA, I'm hot. People will listen to me because people want to fuck me. People will listen to me and thus world peace. Terrorists. They'll, they'll go with it. Like, we laugh, but like that, this is the exact plot line of miscongeniality where they just go world peace. Someone told her to say those three things and just no matter what your question is, insert this. Make it work. She only have 30 seconds. There's only so much you can screw that up. First off, the most impressive aspect of her answer was that she understood Manny Pacquiao. I had no idea what he said. Right. I mean, I guess now, in fairness, they're probably prepped saying, hey, you know, this is probably one of 20 questions you could ask. And so she's probably, that's the best part. They're kind of anticipating some of these questions, and that's the best answer that they can give. It wasn't even an answer. No, that's that's the best part. It's like, I mean, really, it's like telling a terrorist, I'm from America, so so would you please not? Yeah, I'm sure that'll resonate pretty well with them. Now, the other aspect about this, okay, asking someone a question about terrorists, I would say fairly serious question. Do we really need the techno-electric shit pumping in the background? The like, we're we're. Do we really need that? Is that really necessary? Why is Manny Pacquiao doing like everything? He's been on like six podcasts. Uh, he's, like got, he's doing an excellent media tour thing going on right now. Well, not only that, like he was on Corolla's last week 
which is in L.A., and this week he's in, or like last night he was in Miami. And he did a Men in Blazers thing. New York. Yeah, wow, he is just racking up the frequent fire miles. I don't know. What's he promoting? Is he? Is it a documentary? Is it a... I haven't actually listened to anything he's done, but well, I've, I think I've seen we, him on a lot of things. I think we, as we've determined, we would probably struggle to determine what exactly he is saying. I'm going to go out on a limb, considering she's in her, she's on her home turf. She knows exactly. Like that's one of the worst answers you could possibly ever give. Just say anything. Can you yes. put together a sentence? This is one of those situations where I swear to God, if the time would have permitted and they could have gone on and on, we could have possibly had a Miss Teen South Carolina again. The like the book question. It, that would just maps and something. Well, oh god, that's fantastic. I feel like she should have at least dropped like you know something timely, like ISIS. She could have done that there. You could have literally said anything <laughs> other than what she said. Her answer was horrible. <laughs> like it was just so terrible. You just sit there and you just go, "Well, she's never gonna learn anything ever again." Like she's just not. I'm done. She's done. She she. What she, age do most girls say they're done? About thirteen or fourteen. Okay. Once they once they really start to develop and they've got a pretty good idea of what their body's going to look like. So your kid will probably stop around eleven. Yes. Okay. Yes. I I'm hoping to get to double digits. Like I think if we get if I get to double digits before she just becomes just an insufferable brat and a menace to society. Uh, yeah, that's that's what I'm hoping for. All right, so next we turn to the Netherlands for their for her answer. And Netherlands, I still could not figure out what her ethnicity was, but it was hot. Like she was you couldn't quite tell if it was maybe like Middle Eastern. It was definitely very, very ethnic. Super hot, super curvy, but I still have no idea what eth- let me say this. As someone who spent multiple trips to Amsterdam. She may have been born there. She isn't from there. Like she looked nothing like the natives of it, of Amsterdam in the Netherlands. And the Netherlands kind of white, super white, <laughs> and thinking. like ugly, ugly Germanic white, like disgustingly ugly Germanic white. And we're going to judge number six, Giancarlo Stanton. Your question, please. Um, what's the biggest change you'd like to see for young women for in the next generation? What is the biggest change? Can you repeat the question? What's the biggest change you'd like to see for young women in the next generation? I'm ambassador for uh, child prostitution, and um, I want that child prostitution stuff. So that's what I want for the next generation. Okay. In fairness, she went a little blue. I'm with you. I know. I get it. I get it. She went a little blue. Her answer is still... Infinitely better than Miss USA's answer. At least she gave an answer. She's like, what would you like to see change? And she's like, in fairness for her, there's a lot of prostitution where she comes from. It's legal. She'd like to see that stop. I'd still argue that her answer was better. I was expecting something else, not child prostitution. Right, she went a little (laughs) blue. However, you cannot make the argument that she did not make a point. She also says she's working against it, so right. she wants everyone else to help her. Yes. That is a much it was better a, answer. You're was, right. It was a call to action. It was a call to arms. Grab your torques and pitchforks. Let's go. Uh, I like how she correctly repeated the question, but then wanted him to say it again. The other, <laughs> the other thing is, 
if I'm if I'm John Carlos Stanton and the host cannot get my name right and I just signed a contract for a third of a billion dollars, I would be pissed. He's I think he'd be okay. Now in fairness in fairness to John Carlo, he did do that move that I kind of hated, but I understood why he did it because apparently it was pre-planned. He did the move where when he came up, he went by Mike yeah. so that people could say his name properly. Which I get it. Mike Stanton and then all of a sudden he becomes John Carlo Stanton. I'm just like well, you can't do that. I can't learn your statistics. You cannot expect me to learn your statistics, learn everything about you, and then change your first name on me. I, I was not a fan of that movie. He was going to be good first, and then he changes his name? Now, in fairness to him, Mike Stanton sounds like an t- entirely different baseball player than John Carlos Stanton. Mike Stanton would have to be the old white guy that's still just hanging around. And I get it. It was probably a marketing move. John Carlos Stanton's probably going to play a lot better in Miami, let's just say let's say that the Cubs draft. If the Cubs draft Giancarlo Stanton, he's sticking with Mike Stanton, right? I think Chicago is probably Mike. Mike Stanton, St. Louis is probably Mike Stanton. Um, Pretty much anywhere, but like the Dodgers or the Marlins, the Doyers, the Marlins, and he's from LA. Um, so that was my only problem with him. I just could not. You can't you can't have me learn your name one way and then expect me to, to just change it. That's why I gave up on Ron Artest. Um, still say though, Netherlands answer was better. I mean, it's a terrible answer. Don't get me wrong, but it's better. It was still maybe I can at least blame a language barrier somewhere. Maybe can I do that? Still a significantly better answer, and she even had a language barrier, and it was still a significantly better answer than USA. Yes, we agree. Okay. My homegirl from the Ukraine. Not so much. Judge number three, Lisa Vanderpump. Your question, please. If you could remove the swimsuit competition from the Miss Universe pageant, would you? And why or why not? Uh, it depends on the situation. If it's gonna be nice, why not? I feel comfortable in any things. Thank you. Yeah. All right, thank you. Okay, so I'm gonna have to do a little translating here. If it's gonna look nice, why not? I think was her answer. And then I think she I think she said I look good in anything. She did. Which I can't argue. If that if that really was the answer, that's the moment. Well, no, I fell in love with her when she did some catwalk move, and you're just like, she has nothing but sex in her eyes. Like, nothing. Like, at a certain point, I was expecting her to basically just go up on some of the judges and just start shaking her ass and, like, on their table and just grinding up on them. The, the woman just exuded sex. Um, so if that is her answer, first off, the perfect answer is, are you shitting me? We're professionally hot. We are in this to be hot. Yes, you're going to want to see us in bathing suits. That's the whole point. We're up. You're not up here. We're giving you a nice demonstration of what it looks like when you pick our brains. So Not a lot there. Not a lot there. However, when you put them on the bathing suit, completely different. I did have a complaint, though. The bathing they all were like... Now, and actually, I'm kind of okay with it because I do think that there should be some standard... 
They went with a standard bathing suit. Basically, every girl wore the same one, which I'm kind of fine with because I think that shows there are certain bathing suits out there that, that can completely warp your opinion. So I did like the idea of put them all in the same thing, and that way we and can— some girl would have made a terrible choice that just right. didn't work. And let's level the playing field, and I'll use my eyeballs, and I'll determine who looked the hottest. The problem was all these girls are in tremendous shape. I mean— They probably hadn't had food in like a month. Right. And if they had, they threw it up. Broke uh, their ribs. Right. The bathing suits they gave them were very awkward fitting. Like, not not good on... A lot of these girls had, especially the, the, uh, the Latinas, had tremendous hips and tremendous, just fantastic asses. But you couldn't tell because these bathing suits were so terrible. Like, they were horrendous. You couldn't... You saw more on the evening gown than you did in the bathing suit. They should look like a... 20-something-year-old guy pick out bathing suits. Yes. We should, and I'm sure it was all sanctioned as in somebody sponsored to... to okay. Right. We'll make it work. Right. We can make it. <laughs> listen, you you just give us the line that you want to pump up, and we'll go pick out the bathing suit, and we'll sit there and go, yes. Jeffrey, you can't put that on network TV. Yes. You, you let me pick. This is what we picked. We, we had an agreement. We had a verbal agreement. You're covered. I mean... That's the answer. Is that it's Miss Universe? We've we're you're, people paid money. People give the people what they want. There are people in here that are to see us in a bathing suit. There's an expectation. Like if Miss America wants to do away with it, I'm not okay with it. But I can see the point. It's probably a hev- It's a heavily male viewership. I would guess. Is it though? Because don't chicks love to hate watch this stuff? But don't chicks really like the purity of Miss America more? Oh, yeah, no, no, no. They, they are all about Miss America versus Miss USA. So I would think maybe. Yeah, I, I think, though, there were a lot of girls that hate-watched that last night. And this is why I girls think... Girls are so weird. This is why I think that. Miss Jamaica had a pixie cut. And they went over the top on the broadcast complimenting how great her hair looked. No, it didn't. The overreaction. As you and I have said, if a girl ever compliments you, if you're another female, if you're one of the three that listen to us, and another female... I'll take the under. Yeah, probably too. Um, if you're, and, if some, and if another girl has commented on how good your hair looks and you just got a pixie cut, she's 100% lying. All that she's really saying is, Thank God, one less, one less in the competition pool. It just needs to go to the shoulders. Well, and the worst part is, she was because I kept trying to, I kept trying to picture her with long hair. She was clearly hot, but it just ruined it. Like even Emma Watson realized, like right off the bat when she did that. That was a guy, terrible like, idea. She's just like, I, I'm, I'm sorry. She made a horrible mistake, and I'm pretty sure she apologized to the world and said this will not happen again. I need Lawrence to keep hers though. J-Law. You, you need that? I need that. I don't need her. I, I don't, yeah. I, I, I want to I keep her in the pixie category. I don't want to have to think about possibly thinking that she's really hot. Irene Adler is about as short as your hair can go when you're still smoking hot. Yes, and the question becomes, though, is Irene Adler, the Sherlock version, is she still super hot if she has that haircut and she's not the woman? She's super hot in their apartment afterwards. Right. When her hair is down, she's just fantastic. I, she's still hot. 
Better with hair down there. It, she's the essence of sexy in that role. Like that role was just perfect. Um, so that brings us to the aforementioned Miss Jamaica, and I want to say her answer was eh, not good, but not terrible. It did beat Miss Ukraine's, but again, Miss Ukraine beat her. I look good, so. right? So I did, <laughs> I look good at it. So why not? So uh, here's Miss Jamaica's uh, second to last question. Like that move. Student council move. Crime is a global phenomenon. It does not affect just one nation. And we as people of the world should work together to prevent it now. Thank you. Thank you, Jamaica. Tough to argue her point. It's like that, um, like when you're giving a speech for a class and you know you have to have a certain allotment of time. Yeah. So you, be- you begin with something completely unrelated. Yeah. The, you, you, you start off by faking everyone in attendance. You're like, I, I, but I have 30 seconds. All right, I got to kill. Thank you, everyone. First, repeat the question. Um, thank you, everyone in t- attendance. Good evening, Doral. You know, crime. It's like, well, crime is uh, crime something that, uh, you know, it's not just our problem. It's everybody's problem. So what would you do? Well, it's, it's a problem. We should do something. Any ideas? <laughs> World peace? How <laughs> would you know for Thank you. And then she gave like the super... The best part is you can't see... Obviously, I we just played the audio, but you cannot see the female host's reaction was, oh my God. <laughs> like, she was just... It was... She's like, oh my God. And she just goes, thank you. At the moment, that's the second best answer. Yes. Right, because it was... There's a lot of rising by inertia here. Yeah, it's... it's It was still more of an answer than, than what Miss USA got. Poor Miss Ukraine. Although, you could argue... You could argue... If her argument was, because I look good in one... Why not? That's a good argument, because her point is, should it be in here? Well, yeah, I'm going to win it, so... Yeah, it should be in there. That's... It's playing to her strengths. I enjoy that move. Um, so, Miss Jamaica, again, my only problem with her last night was you, the hottest the hottest female on the planet cannot have a pixie cut. Like, that should, she should have been eliminated. And here's the thing. As soon as I started watching, I knew she was going to go all the way through because I knew there would be that political correct statement of women can wear the short hair, too, and still be beautiful. Which would be bad for us. Right. You know, I, I feel like at first they were going to try and make her win, and then the Donald went in and was like, absolutely not. I, he, he was making some phone calls at the end, like, we better not let her win. We cannot let her win. I, and I, I hope that that, I hope against all hope that that's exactly what happened. Uh, and then finally, Miss Columbia. Miss Columbia basically won this whole thing by saying nothing. So uh, here was her answer. Ruthless question, by the way. 
Smart move by going language barrier here. More sympathetic. I believe that women, that's quite a tough question. Stalling, good. I believe there's still men who believe in equality. And I believe that that is what women should learn from men. Okay. Okay, so to put it all together, her final answer was, I believe that men believe in equality. Some men. Some men believe in equality, and we can learn that. Do you believe in equality? No, I don't. I believe in everyone should have the same opportunities, but I do not believe... But that's not a real thing either. No, I do not believe all men are created equal. <laughs> if so, how do you explain Odell Beckham? How do you explain... Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. How do you explain... Olivia Munn. Yeah, how... God damn it. How do you explain these five chicks that are all standing up there? How do you explain Miss Ukraine? I, you can't. Like it's. I don't believe all men and women are created well, equally. I, I believe everyone should have an opportunity, but I don't believe that actually happens. So, right. But I still think in this country, are there people that abuse the system? Sure. As long as there's a system, there's going to be someone out there to abuse it. But by and large, in this country, black, white, Hispanic, male, female, doesn't matter. If you have an idea, you can go and try and make money off of it. You can go and try to have success off of it. That's a pretty unique idea. That does not exist in a lot of countries, even in a lot of other Western countries. Like that's what I always laugh when everyone, all these people, tell us how how racist and how misogynistic we are. I'm like, go live in Europe for six months and tell me how racist we are. Tell me how misogynistic we are. They hate each other for living twenty miles west. Like it's unbelievable. Uh. So overall, it was pretty outstanding. Uh, the final question was, uh, the final question came from Facebook. Oh, and uh, that says a lot. Yeah, let's listen to these answers. They were pretty good too. These were the final answers from all five candidates in the exact same order. So it went USA. Uh, it went. Uh, it went USA, Netherlands, Ukraine, Jamaica, and then Miss Colombia finished us off. She asks, what is the greatest contribution of your country to the entire world? I'm very proud to live in the USA, and I'm honored to represent it. And I feel like the contribution is just that we have a wonderful influence on the world, and we can always help other countries if they need our help, and we can give back as much as we can. Terrible answer. Um, I'm born and raised in Amsterdam. Democracy? And Amsterdam is one of the most tolerant cities of the world. And uh, very, uh, a lot of art and history. And I'm very tolerant. Proud of Prostitution and weed is legal. And also, may we add that we have art. It's my girl. So now we have a very difficult situation in our country. Ukraine. She did not like the question she got, so she changed it. And right now, the very most important contribution. Is to direct all of our energies to support our army and our people. 
Does she understand what contribution means? I don't think so. Okay. In fairness to her, has the Ukraine made a contribution? War. I kind of liked her answer. Jamaica goes, we gave you Usain Bolt and we gave you Bob Marley. There you go. Ashley overrated. Bob Marley. Super overrated, but Usain Bolt's super good. I believe that my country has been an example to be followed by the rest of the countries. How so? Colombia? What? Cocaine? Y'all have drug wars. Oh, they're persevering. I forgot. You don't. Perseverance isn't a currency. Notwithstanding many difficulties we have gone through today, we are world leaders in many different matters. Give us one. Anything. Pick one. And I am quite proud to represent it before all of you. Give us anything, Columbia. Give us anything that you're a world leader in. That besides cocaine. Besides producing cocaina. Anything. Maybe some poppy. I will t listen. I will take anything. Just SMGs, maybe. Miss USA was such a massive disappointment. America has so much to pick from. Like anything, <laughs> democracy. That's ours. We have copyrighted demar democracy. Skyscrapers. We gave them to you. Flight. The automobile. Like the assembly line. Freedom. I don't know. Pick a damn feature. Any of them. Just don't sit there and go. Well, we have a lot of influence in the world. That's why people hate us. It's because we have influence. But you could have even done something like, well, why our colonies, we got freedom. So other colonies. Separation of church and state. The Constitution. I don't know. Pick a fucking feature. Anything. Anything other than what you just said. A great fast food industry. Anything. Anything. Steak. I don't care. It's like we perfected the taco. Right. I, right. We, Mexico made it. We made it better. That's what we do. Well, the best answer is taking other people's ideas and claiming them as our own. It's like John Locke, he might be from England, but guess what? That's us. Our ideas. All of them. The airplane. Yeah. Just anything. The automobile. I, anything other than what you just said. Influence. We offer other countries influence. And we can use that for the greater good. People hate us for that. Like, that is the number one argument against us. Is like that we have, we, like, one friend, and it's England. Right, mm -hmm. it's that we police the world. Like, that's the biggest argument against us. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? That was. I wish Germany would have had a girl. I bet she would have gave a great answer. Um, I hope you're sitting down for this. Uh, Miss Nigeria won Miss Congeniality. That was a free space. Uh, moving on. So, Miss Columbia did win. I had no problem with her winning because she was super hot. She has a classic, like, super, like, I guarantee you if she walks in the room, every single guy goes, whoa. Even if they're with their wives or girlfriends. I'm trying to find one thing that Ukraine has done. I think you're going to be a, somebody. It's a global breadbasket, although the breadbasket burns. Somebody said they gave us vodka, but I looked that up. That was unclear. It was either Poland or it was. You can't claim alcohol. Well, but if they gave us if they gave us the vodka, I mean, I'm trying here. So, I mean, to me, the real honest answer was, what's the best contribution that they've made is, well, that that chick popped out. It and It appears like the third largest grain exporter is all they do. 
Okay, so nothing. You got you got nothing. They have a well-developed manufacturing sector. The space program. I just thought of a new one. Are you kidding me? Just anything. By the way, how's that Ukrainian space program? This really isn't. This is a sad Wikipedia page. <laughs> like everything is just about war and decline and burning and death. I did like how her question was just. She did not even have an answer, so she's screw it. I'm making my own answer here. Um, moving on. So some news from football over the weekend. Browns wide receiver Josh Gordon faces yet another NFL suspension. Pro Football Talks Mike Florio has confirmed Gordon is in line for a one-year ban for a violation of the NFL's substance abuse policy. A source tells Florio that Gordon tested positive for alcohol. I will admit that I didn't. Do you realize that means he had to take the test drunk pretty much? I thought he had weed too. Uh, moreover, a source tells Floria that Gordon's suspension looks like a, quote, done deal with a reversal of the ban not expected. As Florio notes, Gordon is subject to alcohol testing because of his July 2014 DWI arrest. ESPN's Adam Schefter first reported Gordon was set to draw a one-year ban from the league. If Gordon's suspension sticks, it's a major step back for the wonderfully talented player who has already lost 13 games to league and team levied suspensions in his NFL career. Furthermore, the news of Gordon's potential ban throws his future with the Browns into doubt. At season's end, Coach Mike Pettin said the receiver was, quote, squarely at a crossroads with us. The 23-year-old Gordon was suspended for the first 10 games of the 2014 regular season for violating the NFL's substance abuse policy. After returning to the lineup, he did not recapture his best form, catching only 24 passes for 303 yards in five games. Making matters worse, Gordon was suspended for the Browns season finale at Baltimore for a violation of team rules. He's only 23? Yes. Just stop doing drugs. Because somebody's like, well, it was alcohol this time. It's like, I'm willing to bet he was high and forgot that he was drinking. And it must have I mean. It must have just been an absolute ridiculous blood alcohol level. I mean, basically, alcohol's out of your system. I mean, I need to get super scientific. There's no way that it's not out after 24 hours. I mean, even if it is still lingering, it would be very low, and you wouldn't fill a drug test because of it. Right. So that means he took the test drunk. Basically, yes. He has to be on our list of just top 10 blithering idiots. Yeah, because Schefter's tweet just says he flunked another drug test, and it says he also tested positive. Okay, so that's what I, f- I figured he had to have some weed. Okay, that makes me feel better, because at first I was like, well, he, uh, testing. I don't understand just testing positive for alcohol. Yeah, I mean, the only thing is that must have been court-mandated, is that he couldn't have alcohol. Because, like, you'll see that with people here that, that get the DUI and they're trying to get it off their record or whatnot. Like they, they do the, the probation thing where they, they don't drink for an extended period. That went well, not for him. He made it a month, I guess from the end of the season. All right. So here's the real question of the hour. Who takes the flyer on him? Jeff Fisher. So, okay. What can they legally, what can they do? Obviously he's not going to play this year. A one year I like the word banishment in this case. It's like it sounds better than just ban. Yeah, but doesn't banishment to you imply no return? It's kind of like exile. Like I 
I guess technically Napoleon came back from exile, but when I hear ban, I don't think of, oh, he'll be back. Uh, so uh, more wonderful news from our new cable provider, uh, Max South, which, by the way, you know Max South is a shitty cable provider when they have to let you know that they were formerly operated by MetroCast. Like, they think MetroCast gives them better name recognition than Max South. I like how all my bills, though, still say MetroCast, so they're they're really getting quickly on this. Well, the NFC Championship game, we were it was the cable was just horrendous, and the internet has been less consistent even with MetroCast. That's what I always love when I was like, "Hey, good news, Jeffrey, you're getting rid of MetroCast." That was not good news to me because I sat there and I was like, "This could be worse." It's going to take effort on their part to right. make it worse. I I never make that when everyone's like, "Oh, it can't get any worse." Like. Yeah, yeah, it can. It can always get worse. Like I agree. Like I, I've never once made that say. Well, it can't get all, it can't get any worse. Eh, it always can. Now, we we've been discussing the possibility here. Is it possible that Max South, who now is promoting no credit check, no contract, uh, basically they're promoting they're promoting a very cash friendly environment. Is it possible that Max South is just a front for a giant meth, like just a meth factory? It has to be meth, right? Couldn't be anything else. It seems like meth is more their speed. Yeah, no, it's not. This is not. They're not high end. There's no question. They are, they are the cheap stuff. Are they smart enough to do that? Because they sure as hell can't provide cable. Well, it becomes one of those things where you sit there and you go, well, it's actually not a bad idea. Because. Well, that means they probably can't do it then. That's a good point. That's it's kind of my my argument whenever anyone says, "Well, the government was in on it." I'm like, "Well, based on what evidence makes you believe that the government could pull off bringing down the two towers?" Because based on my limited observation of our government and when they try to do anything, they royally screw it up. There's no way that they're in on it. It's really sad whenever uh, I have to turn off my Wi-Fi on my phone because the LTE is yeah. like three times faster. Yeah, when I when I'm in here watching YouTube videos and I have to turn off my yeah I have to turn off my Wi-Fi to use 3G. It's significantly faster. It's really depressing when that happens. It's so sad, but I am. That's a good point. There's that does probably rule them. There's no way that they're the other great part about them. I followed them on Twitter to just go after them one day. Thirty-two Twitter followers. They don't. There's not a lot of customer interaction on there either. I do love though that they promote like. <laughs> again, we always made the joke that they promoted the they promoted the final season of Newsroom about two months after it had finished completion. Reruns HBO Go. Also, they uh, they do all of their commercials in standard def. Yeah, it's like you have big black bars on the side. Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, so some more drama for me today. Today, I don't know if you know this, Dylan. Today was a tough day for me. I've, I've been in a glass case of emotion. Rolling Stone. Tom DeLonge, longtime guitarist and co-vocalist of the punk trio Blink-182, has left the group. His bandmates announced in a statement Monday. Suspicions began when the band revealed that Alkaline Trio guitarist singer Matt Skiba was recruited to join Blink-182 at the group's upcoming set at Travis Barker's 8th Annual Musink Festival on March 22nd in Orange County, K-Rock reports. Soon after Blink-182's 
uh, Barker and bassist singer Mark Hoppus issued a statement that DeLong decided to, quote, indefinitely leave the band. We were all set to play this festival and record a new album, and Tom kept putting it off without reason, Hoppus and Barker said. A week before we were scheduled to go into the studio, we got an email from his manager explaining that he did not want to participate in any Blink-182 projects indefinitely, but would rather work on his other non-musical endeavors. All right, I'm not okay with admitting that when I saw this on Twitter around 2.30, my mood noticeably deteriorated. You were that upset by it? That upset. I, I don't know. It's, it was, it's one of these things where they've been yanking my chain for like the last 10 years. I honestly didn't know they were still doing music stuff. That is another great game that we do need to add. Bands that are together, like I've always said the Dead or Alive game. The bands that are together are broken up. I would have totally guessed broken up. They are one of these bands that they they do it they do it for all the right reasons. They just get together to make a shitload of money. They don't do anything, and then they'll go do a two month tour of somewhere where they play like sixty thousand seat festivals, make a bunch of money, and then go home. And they pop out an album every like two and a half three years. Haven't they like kind of retired like three times? Well, no, they broke up. So they break up at the end of 2005, and they it got really nasty. They It gets nasty in the papers. They form two different bands. Tom forms Angels and Airwaves, which they've got a couple of bangers, but for the most part, pretty... It's a hard six on the band scale for me, hard six. Um and then Barker and Hoppus formed a band called Plus 44. Hasn't Barker kind of done some of his own stuff? Barker does. Barker will go off with like, I mean, Barker's the best drummer in his entire given generation. I mean, he, I mean, maybe not the best, but he's one of 10 that are. So he's going to always work. So he, but he's done a lot of hip hop stuff. He's done a lot of other projects. Well, then Barker gets in the plane crash, the Learjet crash with DJ AM, and they're the only two people that survive. Big emotional to-do list, and then Blink-182 gets back together. All hunky-dory great. So I'm living, I'm living the high life. They're back together. Seen them play three times since being back together. And it's, Is it the same probably as when I was 13? No, but the magic's still there when those three guys are on stage. Well, this is where it gets really confusing. So about an hour or so later, Tom DeLong takes to social media. To all the fans, I never quit the band. I was actually on a phone call about Blink-182 event for New York City at the time all of these weird press releases started coming. Apparently, these releases were, quote, sanctioned from the band. Are we dysfunctional? Yes. But Christ. Hashtag awkward. Hashtag baby back ribs. Um, I'm not quite sure what that means, but... Um, so it's either A, the plot move of everyone. Hate. Okay, so here's the deal. Tom is probably the emotional roller coaster in the band. Like he's the one that he's the moody one. He's probably the one that causes all most of the drama, if I had to guess. So it's either a move where he is trying to save a little face or maybe there is just that much miscommunication because then he later tweeted out about an hour ago, a picture of a lion hugging like uh, a lion tamer 
or a tiger hug. Yeah, it was a lion. A Do the members like each other? I know they like money, but they actually like each other. I feel like now it is at a point where they are so massively successful, they can get by by not being... Like, they're obviously not... When they first came out for probably a decade, they were probably best of friends. They're at a point where they can all afford their own... They can all afford their own tour bus. They can all have their own dressing room. They're at that point where they can probably come to an understanding of, we need to do this to make money. It's it's a professional relationship, it would be my guess. Because yeah, guys can get sick of people. Yeah, and I mean, when you realize the Beatles broke up. Can you imagine somebody sitting there saying, do you guys realize how much money you're losing? Well, let's be real. Lennon and McCartney broke up. Well, yeah, but I mean, you well, actually, no, the first breakup was George Harrison hated Lennon so much. Who cares? Well, yeah, I mean, you're right, but I mean, when you realize like Ringo was just happy to be there, though, as he should be. We've also done that dance of now where people correcting each other. Like anytime you make fun of like how Ringo had the easiest gig in the world because his beats are like really simple, basic. Everyone's like, oh, no, 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 no. Now we've done the overcorrect. He was a tremendous drummer. He was the fourth Beatle. Congratulations. He got awesome leftovers, though, I'm sure. I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure his cock felt great and then probably burned at other times. Um, so it's one of those ones where you realize, like, I get it. Like, bands aren't supposed to last forever. The problem that I have is this, it's this constant jerking the chain. Just break up. Either get together and sit there and Keep it out of the presses. Show up. Do your 30 shows a year. Pump out a hard seven to an eight on the album scale and let me be. Just quit yanking my chain. Quit quit teasing my cock and balls. Like, I'm sick of it. How much money are they worth? I mean, because I'm sure they're doing well, but are they really that rich? Just say we're done forever? My gut is Barker is... But the other two aren't. My gut is Barker's worth, and it's somewhat of an educated guess. Barker's probably worth somewhere in that hundred million dollar range because he owns. Which is getting close to I'm good. For right, him. where he's getting close to I can I can be. Um, the other two are closer to the fifty to sixty million dollar range, which again, more money than you and I will ever see. But but for someone that lives that type of lifestyle, it's right. a lot of money, but you could spend it if you really tried. They talked about one of the worst days of their lives was when uh, the record label came in and said, no more private jets. Because uh, <laughs> that was always their joke, is that uh, they were sitting at like one of the big festivals in Australia, and Dave Grohl came in, and they were just amazed. Like They were super rich, but they didn't have that Nirvana money, as Dave Grohl called it. So there's nothing better than Nirvana money, boys. Nothing better. Well, that would be awesome. You love him, there. He's the last American rock star. I'm not a fan of Nirvana either. I think they're I'm over- not. They're I think m- they're overrated too. Massively overrated. But I'm a fan of Dave Grohl. Dave Grohl's a rock star. Uh, this was sent to us via Twitter today. So KFC will be in limited fashion releasing. I can't imagine they're going to go anywhere. Only 50 pieces will be served in participating stores. The Double Down Dog. And I, for one, couldn't be happier. Follow this under why. Just why. I stand by the Double Down. The Double Down was delicious. The Double Down was one of the, like, somebody was, you know, in a creative meeting. It was like, why, why do we use bread? 
We we have chicken. No, I've, I've told you my theory about whoever's in charge of KFC new items, right? I don't think so. It's a seven-year-old. Because every time that KFC comes out with a new item, it's yes. like, what if, what if we took mashed potatoes and then put corn and then cheese and it's, chicken? It's all together. That's brilliant. We'll call it the famous bowl. What if, what if, what if, what if instead of a sandwich, what if instead of the bread, we use chicken as the bread? Done. Brilliant. We'll call it the double down. Because you can double down on that chicken. Like, no one likes the bread anyway. Like every, every freaking KFC new idea is definitely from the mind of a seven-year-old. It's more friendly for the Atkins diet. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, listen, what good happens after 60 anyway? Might as well enjoy a double down or two while I'm at it. I can't say I've ever had a double down. I know that's surprising to you. I know. I'm shocked. Um, and I'm no, by the way, I'm sure it's shocking to you it's that, just, I, it's that just, I have. It's just chicken, bacon, cheese, and chicken, right? Yeah, there's a sauce, though, in the middle. It's like a, it's not quite honey mustard, but it's not quite ranch. It's somewhere in between, and it's just fantastic. And you're okay? Completely fine with it. Um, So... Before we get to South Park, because Dylan, Dylan's got some complaining to do, uh, our boy Benedict Cumberbatch, we decided, you know, because Dylan and I are all about really, you know, showing just how racist this country really is. Though the Screen Actors Guild Awards made history Sunday by bestowing the two major TV acting honors to women of color, for the first time since the Guild began its ceremony, the 2015 awards season has been criticized for inadequately recognizing people of color. Time out. I presume you're all talking about Selma. Let me lay a little knowledge on you for why Selma did not get nominated for all the acting categories. Paramount fucked up! They didn't send out the screeners on time, and it's a bunch of old white men. Selma was released the weekend that nominations were due. It's a bunch of old white dudes that were not, by the way, super liberal white dudes, that were not going to go out into L.A. traffic and go see this movie. They depend on the screeners. Paramount did not send out the screeners, and thus the movie got screwed. I'd also argue the movie's gotten way too much credit already because it's not that good. It's perfectly fine. MLK having a British accent, it seems like it's kind of a deal-breaker. Could you not find a different guy? I mean, that's... Here's the problem. We, we want to sit there and criticize. Are you telling me Oprah, who, by the way, was the producer of this thing, are you telling me Oprah didn't want to go find a young black actor that she thought could do this role? Just someone without a British accent. Right. That's all we're asking for. Here's the problem. They couldn't find someone. They had to go to England to get this guy. I think he was in 12 Years a Slave, too. And by the way, he is, when you watch him on screen, you sit there and you go, I get it. I think the guy probably in the right role is a tremendous actor. His animation, his physical presence of doing MLK was good. You just can't go back and forth with that British accent. And it's one of those ones where I am certain, I would bet my life that Oprah was hoping to find a young black American to play that role. Preferably one from the South. She couldn't do it. Which is kind of amazing to me. I, that's my point. It's, it's not... 
It's not a systematic problem. From it's not a this is not in, institutionalized racism. Well, he also goes on. Cumberbatch also goes on. Despite this, Cumberbatch, who's widely been lauded for his portrayal of the British computer scientist Alan Turing in the Imitation Game, still thinks the United States is ahead of the United Kingdom when it comes to job opportunities for black actors and actresses. I think as far as the colored actors go, it gets really different in the UK, and a lot of my friends have had more opportunities here in the US than in the UK, and that's something that needs to change. Of course, he later goes on and gets... Because he said something that the left doesn't agree with. I hate when people just try to find something to be offended with. Right. He didn't mean anything by it, so it shouldn't matter. In fact, all he was saying was, we need to change over there. I just hate when we search to be offended by what someone says. But it proves the point that I've been making. Like if he was being racist with that choice of words, then that's different. But he wasn't. Is this place a racial utopia? Absolutely not. Nowhere is. I would argue that nowhere is. However, my only argument is that it is infinitely better than anywhere else. And everyone, all that's the best parts. That all these lefties, they want to point to Europe as, that's the model. <laughs> well, I've, the guy from England says it's not. <sighs> Uh, let's go to the South Park clip of the week. This one comes to us from the episode entitled The F Word, in which we learn about annoying Harley riders. All right, thanks for coming, everyone. As you all know, the Harley problem seems to be getting worse, and nobody is willing to do anything about it. Yes, agreed. I have had it with those loud, annoying faggots. Now, we have some ideas, and we'd love to hear your ideas, and I think together we can... And I think that together we can come up with a way to get rid of these fags once and for all. Sounds good. Okay, good, yeah. Yep, nice, okay. What are you guys talking about? Harleys are neato. What? I always thought, someday when I grow up, I'm going to get a Harley. Then people will have to notice me, and they'll have to deal with my shit for once. The open road. The wind on my face. I'll go from city to city. Everyone looking at me. Who's that guy? He must be a He must be tough. I'll have my girl on the back seat holding on to my fat belly. Sure, she's missing a few teeth, but she thinks that I'm cool. That's why when I grow up, I'm gonna be a Harley rider. That makes perfect sense, Butters. It does? Yes, now get out of here. Okay. All right, Kyle and I are gonna spray paint messages to the Harley riders. Cartman, you said you had an idea? I think what I'm gonna do is uh, find out wherever their bikes are and uh, crap on their seats. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I think that'll be nice. But that's a lot of seats. How are you going to pull that off? I think I just need uh, two, maybe three buckets of KFC. Extra crispy. Probably four cartons of gravy. Clyde, can you take care of getting KFC for Cartman? Kyle and I will get the spray paint cans. If we do this right, we'll be doing the town a huge favor. So let's get to it. Yeah! We are really trying to understand this. How is it that you boys think referring to gay people as fags in today's world is acceptable? Because we're not referring to gay people. You can be gay and not be a fag. Yeah, a lot of fags aren't gay. I happen to be gay, boys. Do you think I'm a fag? Do you ride a big, loud Harley and go up and down the streets ruining everyone's nice time? No. Then you're not a fag. So what if a guy is gay and rides a Harley? Then he's a gay fag. I mean, is this really this hard? I don't know. <laughs> All right, look, you're driving in your car, okay? And you're waiting to make a left at a traffic signal. The light turns yellow, should be your turn to go, but the traffic coming at you just keeps coming. And even when the light turns red, a guy in a BMW runs the red light so you can't make your left turn. What goes through your mind? Fag. Right! 
But you're not thinking, oh, he's a homosexual. You're thinking, oh, he's an inconsiderate douchebag like a Harley rider. This, this is making insanely good sense to me. All right, how about this? What would you call a straight man who doesn't own a Harley, but likes them and might buy one someday? You call him Bike Curious. Bike? Bike Curious. Don't you people keep up with today's lingo at all? Uh, so the idea for this clip came not because of, well, by the way, those are, I guess I haven't had the experience here as much as when I was in California. For whatever reason, California is like a haven of Harley riders. I don't know why. That's not exactly what I would have picked. No, it, it's, and it's, it's puzzling, but it is amazing how many times like you're just out in the neighborhood, like. Or maybe it's a Saturday afternoon and a little, maybe a little naps, naps on your agenda. Yeah, they'll just drive. Like it's, it's, it is insane to me how often this happens. I don't consider myself a car guy, but I'm surely not a motorcycle guy. Yeah, I am a car guy. At no point, the only time I've ever thought I would really like a motorcycle is I do like those little crotch rockets. But I know for a fact that I would be dead within three months of owning I one. Take the under. Yeah, no, but I mean, I was being generous. With yeah, through yeah, you're right. Okay, they could set it at like one and a half. Yeah, and you'd still probably take the under. Um, so it, it is amazing though. But you and I have talked about this, and for whatever reason, Oxford is a bike friendly community, a pedal bike friendly community. And for whatever reason, they've determined, bike riders have determined that means, by God, we own the road with you. Which means we're going to drive in the middle of the yeah, fucking not, lane. It's not even drive right beside the sidewalk right. or on the sidewalk. It is in the middle of the road. And there's nothing more just absolutely assholey than a guy doing a turn signal on a bike. It's one of the worst things you can the do. The only other assholey move, though, that they do that's even better is when you've decided... Because they drive in the, they ride in the fucking middle of the lane. Yes. You finally. I was so pissed off today riding behind one. And it's a two lane. You finally get the room to, even though you're going to cross the double yellows, you're just going to get past. And as soon as you get past, everybody's like, hey man, what the fuck, dude? Hey man, just share on the road. Just share on the road. It's like, yeah, I know. I'm getting past you. I hate them. I hate them. It was driving me insane today. Because he would not get out of the way. And it was on university, and on university, there's just nothing you can do. No, you have no choice because you, you can't maneuver. First off, though, I don't know whether to hate these people or to be insanely jealous of them. Because I have not an ounce of this in me. I would try to get out of the way. Like, if there was a car behind me, I would, like, stop and get out of the way. I feel bad. Like, if, when you're ever in one of those... Like, if I were riding a bike and people could not get around me, I would feel badly. I would sit there and go, I'm sorry. I'm. In fact, I would probably stop and let people get around me. Nope, not, this, not these people. Not this era. Also, though, the big comment that I do love about, I do love about with, with South Park with this one is the fact that we subscribe, we subscribe meanings to words that are no longer applicable, yet... Uh, even if we can explain, well, it doesn't really mean that. It was not meant to be offensive. People will still get offended. Like he's not, I don't, I'm not meant talking about gay people when I call someone a fag. He's just acting like a fag. But this is making insanely good sense I to me. I think that's my favorite line of the entire exchange. This is, this is making insanely good sense to me. With the perfect description of, all right, say you're trying to make a left-hand turn. On 
light turns yellow and oncoming traffic still comes. Then a guy in a BMW runs the red light so you can't make your left-hand turn. What's the first thing that goes through your mind? And the best is the, the black city councilman just going, fag. You're like, wait, you're not thinking, oh my God, this guy's a homosexual. You're thinking, oh my God, this guy's an inconsiderate douchebag. This is, this is making insanely good sense to me. It's so perfect. Uh, that's probably, we're probably a decent spot for us to wrap up. Again, we'll have our prop bed extravaganza. I feel like we need to do a minimum 20 each. That's probably fair. Probably hey, it's the Super Bowl. <laughs> this is our last gambling. Who's her- the, who's the uh, national anthem? I don't know. You came. You saw. You sent me the time, but I do not remember who. It was like one twenty nine point five or something, wasn't it? Uh, let's see. Because this is gonna get. I mean, this is gonna get way too much thought. Uh, let's see. Oh, Adina Menzel. Ah. Yes. Uh, so I'm already thinking over. I am too. Diva E. However, the question that we need to find out is will she be performing with the band? Because the band keeps time. That's how I went with the under last year. That's a good question. Um, so we'll have our prop bet extravaganza. Again, you can follow us both on Twitter. Dylan's at Dylan Edwards77. Got a Tunzel Tuesday coming at you tomorrow, so you can always look forward to that. Uh, I'm at Lord underscore J Wright. Again, you can listen to us on iTunes, allegedly. Again, the easiest way to do that is we tweet out and we release a content page for every single episode on that page, which is free for everyone to view. You don't have to be a subscriber at Rebel Grove. Everyone can view it. There's a link that says download to iTunes. Click that link from your desktop or your laptop computer, and that will send you to the page where you can subscribe from there. That's the easiest, most efficient way. It'll sync up with your iTunes podcast app as soon as you sync your computers. Yeah. Again, you can also listen on rebelgrove.com. There are two avenues to listen there. Trivia tonight. What's our team name? Yeah, like I've thought about this before. We probably need to come up with a better one than what we do. We always just wait until we get there and then just say something. Yeah, that's pretty true. Can we just be the 26th president? Ooh, uh, Roosevelt, Roosevelt the better. I do like Roosevelt the better. Or calling FDR Roosevelt the lesser. Uh, For Dylan Edwards, I'm Jeffrey Wright. For Cartman, Trey, everyone at South Park, and and most importantly, for our five lovely finalists in the Miss Universe pageant, because they did not disappoint. Not even a little bit. Uh, This is Jeffrey Wright saying Mamba out. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.